Champagne Soccer, the Fantastic Five is here. Marcus, Ephraim, Cletus, Anthony. It's international break. Uh, well, basically it ended today. We got some matches to talk about, some things to preview. But before that, how you guys doing? What's going on, guys? Doing great. It's all good. Whoa, where you at, Cletus? You sound like you're in the abyss. Yeah. Nah, 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 I'm in a crib, man. It just lights off, pure black. You know, mastermind season. Hey, I feel you on that, bro, because it's hollow. My boy Virgil Van Dyke was looking mid today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen an OG criticizing. We we can break that down, too. <laughs> Anthony, how you feeling, man? Feeling good, man. I see your brother Holland was uh, allegedly getting in trouble texting and driving or something. I don't know. What's going yeah, on I mean, with that? There's some strict driving rules over there across yeah. the pond, but uh, mm. he's going to beat the case. It must be some uh, Manchester United like police. Whoa, whoa, it, is, it is. That's beautiful that you said that, Anthony, because Brandon <laughs> Williams was hitting whippets on the highway. What's up with that, E? Niggas think he gonna. <laughs> hey man, he he we way down the pecking order anyway, so ain't nobody run on Brendan Williams. Damn! So because he's a weed carrier now, he he's just wasting his life. That's what you're saying, E. I, nah, I think he's he doing it to himself. I guess I don't know, man. Shit, Ten Hog, he ain't got nothing for Ten Hog. I guess. Hey man, <laughs> I hear you on that, but uh. Who's got something on these Arsenal tickets, man? Because <laughs> July 19th, if mm. you guys aren't aware yeah. out there, Arsenal FC is coming to Washington, D.C. to play the MLS All-Stars in the 2023 All-Star game at Audi Field. And even though it's a preseason game, Marcus was getting us hip that day. He was in Liverpool for an official league match, and it wasn't this loud. Break it down for us, Marcus. Hey, man, y'all remember me at Anfield. You know, we seen the legend, McMahon, McMahon you know, got the pick. Um, Yeah, it was only 600 for me, and I was in the hospitality area right next to the supporter section. Yeah, we was lit. Got some, hey, I called the Mane Gold. Um, got Southampton out the way. Enjoyed the day. But, uh, yeah, that, 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 that 600 for a preseason game. That shit is wicked, bro. Like, I, I, I'm i going to start an OnlyFans for niggas so I can uh contribute to somebody's ticket, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Cletus, what's up with your plug, man? Are we good or do we have to start body popping? No, 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 no. I'm about to link them later on tonight, probably tomorrow, and, and confirm those tickets. Because you, you're going to need those. Because if Chelsea coming too, we're going to definitely you're gonna need all that. Word. What a buy Speaking about your other club, what about Bayern? Um, if you guys aren't aware, I linked up with Cletus. We recorded an episode of The Last Dan talking about Julian Nagelsmann getting fired, what we thought about it. Let's open it up to the panel, man. What do the rest of you guys think about Nagelsmann getting fired, Tuchel getting hired, and where this leaves Bayern at this point of the season where we're a month left and they're trying to win the trouble. Uh, I think it was too abrupt. And um, he should have been given some time to finish the season. I feel like uh, I know there are some other levels that probably played as you, Dan, are going to go into um, the rest of the rest of the crew. But I feel like the board panicked 
just because the race in the Bundesliga was is is too close for their comfort. And um, if it wasn't for that, if they were like eight points clear, um, twelve points, something just very something comfortable, he'd be okay. But I think just because the Bundesliga is, is tight, they had to get him out of there. Um, but too early. Hey, hey, man. I'm going to say this, man. Shout out to my round, Julian. Young, trendy guy. Uh, I kind of equated similar to what I thought would happen with Potter because I thought Potter would have got fired kind of like how he did. But the complex layers on top of this shit, uh, I think it adds like a different twist. Like all the extra curricular shit Hello? Is we still recording? Yeah. Ephraim dropped out, but I'm going to see if he can get back in. You could keep going, though. I know he can edit this out. About to ask him. Yeah, so um, I would say, like, yeah, with the complex stuff and, like, how he was losing the locker room, I do understand it. But it's kind of like some NBA tampering shit because, like, they already was, like, well, as soon as Tuco came back to – um. Munich, they was already ready to to give him the job, so I felt like it was already something in motion, and um I think it's all or nothing on Brazil right now. If he don't, if Tuco don't win the league, if he don't win the Pokal, if he don't win this their Classica, this he 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 might be on the hot seat before he even get established. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Ephraim, what are your thoughts on the Bayern decision and where they are going into the last month of the season, month and a half? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Anthony. I think, you know, I know I kind of joked in the in the chat about, yeah, this might be a little bump for them. Maybe they maybe Tuchel takes them to the Champions League final or whatever. But honestly, at the end of the day, I, I really think this was a little too, uh, too quick. I mean, I can see if there was losing – and I get there's there's been issues, I guess, with the board and him and, you know, a lot of stuff going on with, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out about him, you know, I don't know, him going on vacation and, you know, reports leaking out from the dressing room, him having a falling out with Neuer and 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 dropping, you know, uh, firing the, uh, I guess, the goalkeeping coach, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who was uh, apparently Neuer's, uh, one of Neuer's best friends on the team. Yep. Um, so things like that. Yeah. And um. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think it was kind of abrupt, uh, rash. Um, they're they're in second place. Like we've talked about this before. You know, if, if it wasn't for those what seven draws they got this season, uh, they'd be they'd be running away with it. So I'm not. I, I don't know if I would necessarily hold that against them. You know, if you want to make a move at the end of the season, sure. But man, you got some big games coming up now. All of a sudden, with this coaching change, it's not like Conte and and and, and Tottenham. You know what I'm saying? Like Tottenham just got one thing they roll for. They just trying to get in the top four. You know, uh, these guys trying to win the the trouble, like you mentioned. I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm I'm waiting to see him with this one. Obviously, it's not the worst pickup for a coach. I know Clay don't necessarily mess with uh with Tuchel, but uh, you know, it's not the worst pickup. Apparently, they've been wanting to get him. Um, and I, I know you said that's too Dan. Like they they, they want to get Nagelsmann also, but. Man, this, this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be a the hell of a run down the, the stretch for the uh, Bundesliga, so and the Champions League, obviously. So we'll see. 
big test for coming up with Chelsea and obviously their classic are coming up uh, on the first. So, hey, City, you mean City? Big test against City in the Champions League, right? Yeah, my fault. I, I forgot Real Madrid's playing Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. City. It's yes, going to be a hell of a test. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. Now, Claytis, I'm sure you've been keeping up to date with the press conference, everything that's going on. Oliver Kahn said, we don't know women, but we know football. You got the promo of the practice out. There's reports that the back three in the midfield was fine with Nagelsmann. But it looks like the attack was not, and certain senior players weren't feeling him. What are your thoughts? Has anything changed since we recorded uh, the last Dan on Friday? Honestly, since we recorded and with all the rumors that came out since then, and, you know, even the press conference that we were watching, you know, I, I just been laughing because it's like it's comical. And I feel like they're also trying to put a lot of blame on Nagel's man at the moment, um, trying to kind of deflect some of their, um, you know, and experience that and some of the signings they've made on the team. So at the end of the day, we all know that, you know, Byron has always wanted Thomas Tuchel, you know, Uli Hernis wanted him at first, couldn't get him, um, especially with him going to PSG. And again, they're going to be using this whole, you know, Byron has always wanted Tuchel and we felt like this was the right time to get him. We didn't want him you know, to land somewhere else since he's currently on the market and he's been in Munich ever since his divorce. You know, like, it all sounds nice, but at the end of the day, you know, like Ephraim said, if he doesn't deliver this W on on Saturday or if they don't win this this match against City, you know, if the titles don't come in, you know, who are you going to be pointing the fingers at? So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the team reacts to this um to this, you know, news of Nagelsmann being sacked because a lot of them have been on international duty and they've all been making little jabs like, you know, we didn't expect this, you know, this is not the Bayern Munich way. And not everybody's satisfied. But again, we have a game on Saturday, so it's all about results. Did you see the Mueller uh, interview? Oh, I didn't get to see the Mueller. I only seen clips of it. But if we watched, well, I watched the um, the press conference. Um, that That was a comedy show that morning. <laughs> yeah, it was also a comedy show where the president, Hubert, you know, I ain't oh. even say your last name. He was talking about, oh, Nigelsman, we believe in him. He's the future, whoop de whoop And then a couple of days he gets fired. So it looks like Oliver Kahn and Brazo don't be telling Hubert's old ass nothing or he's just a, a blatant liar. Yeah, so a lot of times I agree with that because a lot of time when it comes to like making the decision as it relates to the, on the pitch, um, he tends to deflect that over to Brazo and um, over to Khan. And then when Khan doesn't really know how to handle it, he deflects it to Brazo. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. But, uh, guys. Plus, you know how these. Oh. Now, go ahead, E. I mean, one thing I'll even say is like a lot of comments I've been seeing recently is everybody's really excited about the um, annual election. And, you know, all of that, because um, Byron every year has um, their AIG, you know, like board members meeting where the members or the board members and fans like kind of come in and the board gives them a breakdown of the club's finances and explain stuff. And in the past couple of years, man, those meetings haven't been going too good. So 
it's going to be interesting to see how that goes out this year, especially if there's no trophy that comes home. For sure. Now, we know the history of the Tottenham. Let's talk about another boy getting fired or getting slid, Antonio Conte. My man my had one of the best rants ever, lost his job. They say it's mutual, but, you know, he wanted that buyout clause. But uh, what do you guys think about the history of the Tottenham They've taken two successful coaches that were known as serial winners and Mourinho, Conte. These are Cletus's boys at, at Chelsea and destroyed their mentalities, bro. So what do you guys think about Tottenham and why are they shit? I mean, haven't they always pretty much been shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the best. Yeah, it is funny how they sometimes, you know, they, they look like they're going to be world beaters, you know, first part of the season, top four, top two, you know what I'm saying? You know, a couple few years ago, they was top of the league for a little bit. And then next thing you know, they just run into a wall. It, it always seems to go that way, no matter who the coach is, Pochettino, Conte, it don't matter. But they, they always seem to fall back down to earth. And especially when it comes to playing against the top, well, some of the top six. Um, you know, not all of them. Sometimes they do show up for some games, but man, I, I don't know, man. They 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 just never seem like a real deal to me ever. Every time I've been watching them, always been the same story with them. So it's the end of the fossil football, man. It's uh man, Kante, he learned from god dang on Jose, bro. He took Jose school on this one, the United playbook. The man openly going in on his boss. He don't use some of the players he got on transfer. I mean, bro, what what more do you want, bro? Like, at this point, he need to go to a real Madrid or somebody just got, like, an open chest for money. Be, uh, I mean, because he's not ever going to be satisfied, bro. He just talk his way out of everywhere, bro. It's, it's, it's another chapter in the, in the country. And now we seeing he out here talking about he he had an obsession with gum with gum wine, and and out and being drunk and making crazy transfers. <laughs> What's going on, bro? I'm doing a little research and I'm seeing some crazy stuff about this guy now. Breaking news: An Italian loves wine. This is crazy. That's what they do with Marcus. <laughs> bro, they're in a the group chat exposing him. <laughs> Want to back at uh Juventus apparently. Oh man. Anthony, are you enjoying Tottenham's downfall? These guys have given Manchester City trouble throughout the year. So I'm sure it's you're enjoying, you know, another op getting perished. Yeah, I don't, but I gotta talk calmly. I don't know what kind of juju they have over there, but they got that man named Son and Harry Kane still. They did knock us out the Champions League early. We do have Plex. I can wish death upon them, but they will probably come back and counter attack on Man City in a year or two in a game that I don't want them to and score a goal. That being said, I saw that they were trying to go for Pochettino again, and that's nasty. I'm sorry. Um looping back for the for, for that guy. Uh other than that, hey man, let's continue to watch their demise. No trophies, no, no sound, no noise. Hey man. What you call them, Dan? Scum? Hey, straight, man. Among other things, yes. Scum, suckers, piss, <laughs> losers, dead chickens, punks. Hey, man, I could keep going, man. 
last time they won the league, Elvis Presley was still killing the charts, man. That's all you need to know. I got one for you. Champions League losers. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I didn't even watch that final because I was so shook if these niggas won, but I'm glad they didn't. Cletus, if you were Tottenham, who would you hire? Would it be Nigelsman or is he still in shock? Or where, where would you go with it? I mean, I feel like Nigelsman is, will still be a little bit in shock. Spurs, they need a lot, but at the end of the day, Levy is just going to sign anybody just to shut people up for a little bit and then neglect his responsibilities. So, I mean, if you're looking at the market right now, they have a lot on their hands. Harry Kane wants to leave. Um, Richarlison really didn't play this season. So what is he going to want to do? You have Son, same as him. Like, what is he going to want to do? So I, I really don't know who they could go for. Like, I really don't know. I'll be interested to see if they get somebody like Yogi Love, you know, like, you know, somebody like Rafa Benitez, somebody random. I feel like that's where they might go as opposed to getting like somebody a little bit more current and in the market and desirable right now. I dig it. I dig it. Now let's go into our favorite countries, what we did during international break. Um, Cletus, we might as well start with your boys today. Germany 2, Belgium 3. Lukaku looks like he's back on form. Uh, De Bruyne assisted all the goals. What's going on with Germany, man? What's Hansi Flick doing, my G? I mean, the first the first game, 2-0 um, win. But he did say, you know, if we played a team with, you know, better attack, with better quality, we will be punished for that. And that's kind of what happened today. Second half, well, starting off with the first half, definitely started off slow. A lot of, you know, missed passes. And, you know, Belgium just kind of seemed like they were up for it today. They seemed like they showed a little glimpse of the old Belgium that we kind of knew and expected. But, you know, second half, Bayern, I mean, not Bayern, but uh, the Mannschaft came back out, looked a little bit more aggressive. Um Hansi brought in a few young players. I forgot his name, but um, left wing, he was a little bit more explosive. Nabry was able to start dribbling more, you know, took a little bit more chances, and they're able to win a penalty and then, you know, that second goal. But they could have definitely tied it with Nabry's run. It was beautiful. Just really sad that he couldn't finish it off. But I, I feel like right now, Hansi's trying to get a feeling of the full squad going into the Euros. So, you know, players like uh, Sané were left off, Muller. Rüdiger, you know, uh, Ika, Gunuan, all those individuals are left off because he kind of wants to see what everybody else has to produce. Some people have showed, you know, some positive, you know, characteristics. Some people like Tilo Kerr needs to stay home. I don't know how he's still a football player, but yeah, I think this go around, he, he definitely learned a lot more from the team. What about France? You know, Mbappe is the captain. He was looking good. What do you and think about so, their prospects? Oh, man, Le Bleu. Bon. For the moment right now, I feel like there's a lot of positivity in the team. Killian, you definitely see that he didn't show any depression from that Champions, I mean, from that World Cup final. Um, you know, because even after the final, he returned back to PSG, like, after, like, what, three days, two days? Um, so definitely he showed that, you know, the World Cup loss hasn't affected him. Um, 
there was a lot of, you know, changes as well to the lineup. But altogether, this team still shows, like, they have, you know, that energy and that desire to continue to be successful. And, you know, they brought in a lot more players. Um, Marcus' little brother came through. Uh, he played, I want to say he played a couple, maybe like, what, 30, 40 minutes yesterday. So, like, you know, um, even Kunde and – I'm sorry, not Kunde, Kanote and Upa Makano, like, they're showing that they're able to be a serious force, you know, moving into the future as like a, a French partnership. So there was a lot of positive this go around for the French national team, a lot more competition. And I feel like the whole team is like embracing Killian being the captain. Um, like it just, he just kind of like, you know, exude that leadership already. And that, you know, that whole, we support you, you are the main guy. So I don't see you no know, backlash from that. The whole Griezmann, mad about not being captain i didn't really you know buy into that um yeah the french team seemed like very positive if there was a tournament going on right now again they'll be favorites how about that goalie too though i think finally yeah. they finally got a goalie. i think that's one thing that's going to really help them out as well in the long run yeah yeah uh, Lloris, i'm sorry it, it was time his time was up anyway uh, i'm glad just, just a comment on that like at the end of the game um last week when he saved that penalty, like the whole team rushed over to him and just like, you yeah. know, was celebrating with him, jumping like, and then, you know, yesterday's game, he had like a really important save, like in the 90, 90th minute. Oh, and yeah. in reaction, like the whole team, like that's what I'm saying, like the mood and the positivity around the team is so like, you know, so positive, so vibrant because everybody is like same age group. They all relate to mm -hmm. each other. They all kind of grew up the same lifestyle. You have brothers in the team now, like so. It's yeah, like Germans, yeah, positive. Yeah, man, they look good. They're dangerous. I'm sorry. I think I still think they're probably one of the more dangerous teams out there in, in Europe right now. So, I mean, the way they took apart uh, the Netherlands, <laughs> good lord. Um, so, nah, I agree with you, Claytis. I think you put them in a the tournament. I'm. I, it's hard to pick against. All right, so. Uh... U.S. fans, what's going hey. on? Bro? You guys, um, what, beat Grenada 7-1 and then beat El Salvador 1-0 in the Nations League? Who's even coaching y'all right now? We got a Brit, man. They got some Brit guy coaching at the moment. Hey, man, he's a, um, <clears throat> he's a reject from the MLS. He was also <laughs> the coach of the New Zealand uh, Federation. Yeah. And um, he's actually what is that? I think he's two, one and one. Yeah, so uh, um, yeah. yeah, he won't be the manager. He won't be the manager. Yeah, we need a technical director first. That that we'll go more to that in the MLS minute. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that game. I think we, we what was it? The first game we smoked Grenada. Um, what is that? Y'all go in more detail, which I thought about the lineup. But I thought um, that Mexican boy that they switched over Zendejo. Yeah. He's next. He has something mm -hmm. special about him. Um, I don't know what the U.S. Uh, fixation is with short midfielders, but it's like all our like elite dudes are like super short. It makes no sense. Um, <laughs> Arison, that dude might be the next super best super sub for the for the U.S. because homie, he don't have no real position, hey. but he a pest. So keep That's Anthony's man. Arison needs to enroll in the Thomas Muller School. Yeah. After after me after watching yesterday's game of El Salvador, he needs to call up Muller and enroll himself in the Ram Muller class. 
I agree. I would say this too. What's funny to me also, E, um, is how is it Greg Berhalter's boy Pepe is shining when yeah. Greg Berhalter's not around and you didn't pick him? Yeah. Hey, look, I don't know, man. Uh, Pepe, yeah, Pepe is finally looking, you know, you know, dangerous. You know, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. I like his his touches. His first touches look look pretty dangerous. Um, you know, he's he's showing he can score in a nice clip if you really give him the good service that he needs. Um, yeah, to your point about Aronson, I, I like what I see out of him is coming on as a super sub. He might be one of those guys that kind of runs out of steam if you play him a whole 90 minutes in, in certain matches, but you bring him on like the 60th minute, you know, after half, sometime like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's dangerous for sure. He can play up at the top anywhere in the top three for the most part, um, you know, especially on that left-hand side, but Man, uh, I don't know, man. I, I really, I'm a little up and down with the U.S. right now. I, I think, I don't know, I, 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 maybe because Tyler Adams isn't in there right now, maybe because he's hurt. Maybe that midfield looks a little, what's the word you guys use a lot, mid. Um, oh, it is, Bill. That, that, that Del Torre dude? <laughs> yeah, bro, Del Torre, bro. right. Did anybody catch the game, at the Salvador game? Everybody else getting jiggy. Everybody doing some yep. next-level passes. This nigga did a no-look pass to the center back. What the fuck are we doing, for, Jorginho Junior? Hey man. <laughs> um, I think like to your point though, Marcus. Once we get like a technical director, and once we really get an, a coach, whether it's Berhalter or not, because it seems like a lot of these players they 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 seem like they really want him back. You know, aside from um Reyna, of course, I'm sure he doesn't really want him back. But uh, you know, once we get ourselves another coach in there, I think, and get a, a, a proper direction, a proper philosophy, yeah, maybe we can. We still got a couple of years to go, you know, obviously till the, till the next World Cup to see what we got. You know, I would love to see, you know, uh, some of these younger guys uh, that are coming up in the system and seeing what they have to go uh, have to do as well. Uh, I, I don't suspect somebody like Tim Ream necessarily to be the 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 leader on oh, the you back see four. The my, uh, uh, my dude from Atlanta. You know, yeah, yeah, Robinson. absolutely. That, that, it's the Rolls Royce. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna say this too. Um, I hope somebody in Europe, not West Ham, not Newcastle, <laughs> not one of these shitty teams that's gonna get numbers put on their they head. <laughs> I, my boy, yeah. like please, Chelsea, if y'all coming back. Bomb United, I'll, I'll even deal with that. But <laughs> God damn, but don't not send Miles to Newcastle. I hear that. Okay, or West Ham. No, I hear it's, you. It, it'll be the end of him. But I will say this too: I think the U.S. roster is a little bit mm -hmm. more deep. You saw people like Scaly, who could play that right back uh, instead of Robinson. He brought a little something different. Um, like I said, Miles Robinson. Um, shit, you got what is that? You got the like I said, you got freaking Geo actually was in shape. I didn't yeah. like DK. He was kind of mid to me. Um, Zadesco, like I said, he was good. Um, and, yeah, like you said, we did miss Tyler. Um, and I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know if y'all feel the same. Y'all can say speak on this next. Christian isn't a star. Christian is a co-star. He's Paul George of the game. Uh, he's riding coattails, huh? Bro, he's good in connecting the play. He's not yeah. good at taking the shots. He's not good. Like, how did Gio, like, ball, who has no pace, honestly, boss the game better than him? Well, uh, we could be honest, though. Gio is, like, when he's healthy, he could be a, he can be a really good talent. And I agree with you. I think Pulisic, for, for the most part, 
And Cletus, I know you, you more on this part being a Chelsea uh, supporter, but you know, he took a lot of hits and he's been hurt a lot in the last couple of years. So I think I'm not saying, you know, it's like his talent has waned a little bit as, as time has gone on and it, and it's, it stinks because he's not that old, right? He's he's only what 24, he's only 24 years old, but it looked like he looked like an old man out there sometimes. So now I see what you mean, Marcus. And I totally agree in a way like, yeah, he's, he's not to me, he's not the, I know they want to call him Captain America, but nah, I, I got to see somebody else as, as that right now. Like I, I I want to say Weston McKinney, but I don't even know if he's there yet. You know, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. After watching yesterday's game, honestly, it was it was a comedy show. I was like, is Christian Pulisic a professional soccer player? Is he really getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a week at Chelsea? And then I see Weston McKinney. I'm like, there's no way these guys are professional players. Like. They're, I feel like they just drop off whenever they come to international duty with the U.S. And it's just like, it's frightening to see if you follow them, you know, in the Premier League and you see like what's expected of them in their competition in the league, as opposed to like what they, you know, produce for the national team. I would never start those guys. Yeah, maybe we can do it. Maybe we can do a show one day about like how the drop off from like club level to international level or something and, and what affects that or something like that. I think that's a good the point you make. Yeah. Cause yesterday, like first half, I feel like Weston gave the ball away like eight times, like in the middle of the, of the field, like literally like open past the opponent. And I'm just like, there's no way you're doing that at Leeds and not getting like taken off the pitch. Like so I do, I do got one excuse for him. He was playing, he had to play his role and Tyler's role. So yeah, he, I was he was confused. I noticed that Mighty Mouse number two wasn't on the pitch, but you know, is it because of injury or is he just? Not- oh yeah, his ankle broke, bro. He, he might be done for the year. Okay. Oh, calm, calm, calm. I don't like injury on players, but you know that's one less stress for a, for a coach to deal with. You're sick. You're sick. Oh, I, I, no, I'm sorry, bro. Yesterday's game just like it's like, bro, is this the same US team I, I see every time I turn on television? Like. I'm listening to the commentator describe the El Salvador players like they're all playing like, you know, like in Division Two, you know, like amateur leagues. But they're here playing with more intensity, definitely like their tackle, like they're coming, you know, harsh, letting something, leaving something behind, you know, and they show more aggression like throughout the first and uh, part of the second half. And it's like, you know, the USA is like they're going to have to go to the board again, you know, kind of identify who they are as a team and get the ball rolling again. But, you know, that that display yesterday, you know, if this was a, um, a European team, those a lot of those players would not be getting called up next, next go around. I think real quick, that real quick, Dan, I think that's a real good point too, because I, once we talked, and Marcus touched on like getting a coach and a technical director, I think we need like, I'm not saying T.A. Henry, I, th- I think there's some, some, some positives and negatives when it comes to somebody like him. At the same time, I think we need somebody that's like cutthroat. Like to your point, Claytis, when they're not playing well, they're not scared to drop them, and they're not under any kind of pressure from the the U.S. board to to keep playing these players. Somebody like Pulisic or or maybe Gio Reyna if, if he's not playing well. But I think we need somebody yeah, like like cutthroat that's going to say, yeah, if they're not playing well, I'm dropping them. They're not going to continue playing for this team right now until they prove that they can play. So because there's it seems to be some drop off with some of these guys and. You know, maybe they played down to El Salvador, and that's not an excuse because they shouldn't be. You know, they should be. They should have beat them probably 
if you think about it, they probably should have beat them almost as bad as they beat Granada the other day. So, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I do know something. Ghana, we turned it around. Chris Hilton made his debut with the national team, African Cup of Nations qualifiers, and first match, it was ugly. It took a lot, but we had to, you know, grind. And then in the last, what was it, like the, it was like the, 89th minute or so. it was something crazy basically a last minute winner Semeno actually the 96th minute yeah Antoine Semeno now he plays for Bournemouth we needed that crucial three points uh we've been using the 4-2-3-1 Kudis doesn't look as active as the number 10 maybe we need to put him to the right um and then the second match against Angola which took place on Monday. That was a struggle. Thomas Partey wasn't allowed to play because of an injury knock. So we had to switch up the double pivot. Um, Edu came on. It was tough. Kudus, again, didn't do as well. This time around, Semenyo wasn't as good. They've been playing Jordan Ayu on the right. My man is just a runner getting yellow cards. We fell down because of Lucas Jao penalty in the 51st minute. And shout out to Osman Bukhari in the 72nd minute for scoring off the bench. You guys remember him? He's the brother that hit the Sioux celebration against Portugal. And he is our clutch player right now coming off the bench. So, hey, right now, an AFCON qualifies were first place. AFCON is coming back in January. So, we need to get in. Shout out to the under-23s, the Black Meteors. They qualified for AFCON under-23s. And I like the young team. We have a lot of talent, especially on the wings. Um, this generation of Ghana is going to be very impressive. I think we can actually win a tournament this decade. We can win AFCON. We should, at least twice. So we'll see how it goes. But one thing, Chris Hooten... If you guys remember his time at Brighton, Newcastle, he is very structured, and I think that will help our defensive line, but we need we need more control in midfield, and we need to unlock Kudus because he's our best player, and we need that brother to be active. So if you guys watched him at Ajax, he's been balling as a false nine and on the right wing, but for us, he plays as a number 10, and we got to figure out how to get the best balance because... And Naki Williams still hasn't scored for Ghana, but he had a beautiful assist. So we need to figure out our right system. I think the 4-2-3-1 is cool because Partey and I think Samid, he's been balling real well for uh, Lens and Ligue 1. So he's one of the breakout players in France this year. So I love our double pivot. So I think that's right. But we got to figure out the front four for sure. But I do like the direction Ghana's going in. We have a coach that actually wants to be there this time. So let's see how it goes. But yeah, man, Um, before we move on to other news, did you guys hear? Hey, hold on. What, what? Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. <laughs> Salente for my Scottish brethren. Um... Okay? You cannot leave international duty without me pulling out my passport, man. I you was know I had salute the ladies, but go ahead. <laughs> we gotta salute Andy, Tyranny, 
and McBomanay. Man, them boys got Spain hey. up out the way, man. Yeah, my man McTominay showing up. Hey, man, yeah. shout out to Mick McBomanay. He he got two goals out here, bro. That's the like, Okay, we got tyranny. Can't stay can't stay healthy with the Tesco bag. Yeah, he's a backup. Bombing for You said a backup boy? He's a backup dancer right now, but salute. And we got Andy out here, captain of them boys, man. I don't know what's going on with Spain. They, that new manager, he trying some shit. Um, he had Esparza on the pitch. And I, I ain't seen that brother since, what, like FIFA 12 or some shit. Hey, man, they said the, they said the Spain coach is janky because he didn't vote for Messi on his uh, World Cup team list. So they said the nigga, <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's a sketchy brother, man. They don't know if he knows the game well. <laughs> Shout out hey, to man. all the underdogs and the Euros this time. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Scotland, man. They two up, um, two Z, I mean, two wins up, six points. And, um, yeah, they are at the top of Group A, which was supposed to be won by Spain because uh, everybody else in this is uh, not a factor because Holland ain't playing for Norway, right? Odegaard playing for Norway, is he? Yeah, yeah, he, he was dapping up KK today. They were talking for a minute, playmaker to playmaker. Hey man, but that's all I got for you, man. I dig it now. That white shirt, you guys might have remembered it from the World Cup, Saudi Arabia's upset against Argentina. Harv Renard was their coach. My man has been the king of Africa for <laughs> winning a couple AFCONs. You know, now he's going back to his homeland of France to coach the women's national team for the World Cup. They have a talented squad, but they were beefing with their coach. Cletus will let you know this is French history. They love beefing with their coaches. Shout out to the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Shout out to my boys, man. Patrice. (laughs) (laughs) Truth tellers. But yeah, the ladies, they have a talented squad. So Harv Renard, I think that's a brilliant sign. And that's literally the best person they could have gotten in a short notice because the Women's World Cup starts this summer. So salute to him. But uh, yeah, that's the end of our international talk. But um, let's get into some of these previews because hold we got- on, on. Before, before we- Go ahead, know, go ahead. Let's give another quick shout out to Morocco, man. You know, getting- Oh up. yeah, beautiful against Brazil. Break it down. Yes, sir. Yeah, Neymar, Brazil with no Neymar looks like DC United. Yeah, I think the only goal they got was what Casemiro, like a deflection, long shot, something yeah, like that. Kept, yeah, Captain Deflection. Right, it was deflection, so it wasn't even like it was a, a legit good shot on that on goals. So. For sure, but yeah, this definitely gives you points, uh, Cletus, when it talks about Neymar's impact. Because goodness gracious, that was huff. I couldn't keep watching that. I, I had it. <laughs> yeah, it was nasty, man. But uh. All right, let's talk about two massive matches this weekend. The first one is at Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Liverpool, Manchester City. Of course, we got two brothers on the panel that are fans of these clubs. Anthony, what are you looking forward to with this big matchup on the weekend for, you know, for City? Because... You guys are on form. Of course, the international break slows things down, but Holland didn't play, so he should be ready. Um, what are you expecting? 
And honestly, I was kind of uh, not nervous, but upset because Phil Foden, he's uh, out for about a month or they say six weeks. Oh, yeah, his, I did see that. He had his appendix removed. That's um, crazy. And uh, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, that was like wild to me. But I, I looked at a potential formation for our team if if we uh, lined up against Liverpool without Foden and I didn't even see any weaknesses. I was like, oh, dang, we still good. Um, so if that happens and Holland's, uh, I remember his groin was hurt like last week, right before international break, but we already know Pep told him, hey, man, come on back. We, we got other things to worry about, man. So he's chill. He's relaxed. Bowden, he's not going to be, he's going to be missed, but we got Gucci Jack on the left. You know, if we do a 4-2-3-1 against Liverpool, because I think uh, now um, this is the week to either solidify we're running with the back three and this is we're going to break the league and the Champions League with the back three against Liverpool or you're going to see a 4-2-3-1. That's my opinion. Um, so if you see a back three, we run in that against Bayern. That's that's my prediction. That's that's going to be our formation from here on out. Like Pep's super confident in it if we play that against Liverpool. But if we go to a four-two-three-one, I feel like it's a precursor to getting ready for other matches and just remembering old habits and using uh, old tactics and big big events. So uh, that's what I'm expecting. Dang, I dig it now, Marcus. The matches in Anfield, if um if I'm not mistaken, now what are you looking forward to? Because normally this was a match that had championship implications for both teams. This season it's just for City, so you guys are still fighting for top four, of course. So what are you expecting going into this match, Marcus? Hey man, you come out there with a back three. And this motherfucking Mo Salah on the wing, like <laughs> Hedy said. Whoa, if y'all, whoa. If y'all... excellent finish, Mo Salah. Okay, <laughs> but if you come out there in the regular formation, we gonna see another fucking draw because we already know what happened, bro. Pep pull up the Anfield in the first half. It's chess. Second half, they make an adjustment. 20 minutes in, if that shit don't get them a go, it's just like, let's just go with, let's just go ahead and run this out. So um, I think we coming for blood, though. We coming for blood. And um, like how I, I like how Clay said that um, Kanate was playing, looking bossing that shit. It's Big Verge and Big Boss Kanate on his anime shit. And um, what is it? <laughs> it? Is Holland still out? Nah, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. He, he's he's been rested. He hey. thinks back to the factor. He's been reset. All I got to say, last <laughs> time I seen Holland, Gomez put him in the fucking pocket. Oh, so man. what you think the anime guy about to do? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Midfield, we we might be cooked because uh Thiago don't even got a return date. Um Stefan is done. I need Curtis, this Curtis that I seen in the under 21s that's doing all these jiggy movements. 
It's because he's played against kids, man. <laughs> I mean, I need him to do that against freaking the little kid in Alvarez. Shit. <laughs> but uh, I, but I, I just say, um, it, it, um, what I predict two one. But if if they come with that bullshit and they get an early goal, we get a we get a uh, answer. It's gonna be a one one. It's gonna go on one one. Okay, okay, Anthony. What's your prediction, my man? Three one. No matter what formation. E money bags. How you feeling, man? These are both your ops, man. <laughs> you know, I, I care less about Chelsea, so uh uh three one city. Are you waking up early for this, by the way? You live mountain Probably. time, so it's you already know. for you. You know to be looking for my, my text in the chat, so <laughs> I bet, bet. <laughs> Claytis, where are you going with this one? Man, I'm I'm uh you know, I really can't do the the city thing, man. So you know I'm gonna rock with the with you know Liverpool never walk alone. A good old two one. All right, all right. You know, I need propaganda. I need I need City to drop points. So I'ma just say two two draw. Now I think this is the most anticipated match of the weekend. Der Klassiker, Bayern Munchen, Borussia Dortmund. Claytis, we we out that weekend, man. We we going to the bar. Hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we outside. You know, I got you. It's right on twelve thirty Eastern kickoff PM. Yes, sir. Anthony, if City wins, maybe you want to come outside. Hey, come come with us, man. But uh, what are you guys thinking about this match? This is going to be Thomas Tuchel's debut with Bayern. Um. It's going to be a very intense match. As you guys know, he used to coach Dortmund. He's been on the losing end of this rivalry many times. Now, has he ever beaten Bayern Aklatis when he was with Dortmund? I don't think so, right? No, sir. That's a Jurgen thing. <laughs> like I said, you know, I, I was saying, I think I was talking to Mike Sarah, I think it was you who I was saying, like, Although Tuchel's a great coach, it's like he inherits his previous, you know. Um, He's Jurgen's son. Say like, it. Yeah, no, he is, bro. What do you mean, bro? Every time I have this discussion, come on, like, guys. Tuchel Be fair. Is Tuchel is Klopp's child? Like, if you look at his his, you know, his come ups from mines all the way to PSG, even to Chelsea, he was he's still, you know, Pep is still uh, not Pep. Um, Jurgen is still his idol. Let's be fair. I hear you. He is heavily influenced by Klopp. There's no denying that. But the Dortmund he took over was dead. Klopp left for a reason. Them niggas was in a relegation battle. So we can't act like the Dortmund he took over was a bomb squad ball and they weren't. Them niggas were dead. He had to get them back up to top four level and then they won the German Cup. That's why he did so well. They were impressed. PSG signed him. So Come on, man. Let's admit that Dortmund team was not. It wasn't the Dortmund team Klopp was taking to the Champions League final. They were dead when he took them over. But I do hear you. He is heavily influenced by Klopp. But what are you guys expecting? Do you think he'll stick with the back three? Do you think he'll go to the back four? Ephraim, what would you do if you were uh, Tuchel? Just to give you one heads up, he did beat them once as Dortmund's head coach. There you uh, go. Thank you, sir. 16-17. He beat them 1-0. Uh anyway, he was at home. Um uh man, that's a great question. 
Uh, I I could I guess I would like to I, not like I, I guess I see him playing as uh, as he played at Chelsea. Maybe it's, uh, it's a great question. Uh, he's probably going to he's going to want to bring in his own philosophy. He's going to want to bring in his own style. So you know he he's not going to be you know beholden to what Nagelsmann was doing. Um, also, just another thing, real quick, and it was a little sidebar. Uh, ABC is carrying this game. So how about that? They put actually put it on national TV this time. Yeah, um, that's, that's major. That's what's up. I'm a, I'm going right? I'll record it for it so I can replay it. I know that hey, you and me both YouTube TV, baby. We yeah. record everything. That's what's up. <laughs> but no, pay but us. Nah. Pay us. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, he's known to play a back three, right? Uh, so he, he can do that. He'll do that. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see how he's, you know, uh, you know, he wants to play some of these uh, different signings that were made, you know, especially like Jao Cancelo, uh, you know, stands out as one big signing, obviously. Uh, so it's interesting to see if he um, honors, you know, playing those kind of those guys. So I don't know, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be a toss up. Uh, I hope it's a great game. I'll be tuning in. Hopefully I'll be around to watch it. If not, like you said, I'm going to record it anyway. So I'm going to watch it uh, afterwards. So. So, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for this one. For sure. Now, Anthony. I don't know if you know this, my man, but Jao Cancelo was the first player back from international break at Bayern. That brother wants to start. Yeah, he's <laughs> trying to get a uh, trying to get a starting position. And I saw him say, "Yeah, uh, Tuchel beat beat me in the Champions League last, before. I hope he can win me one this time." Yeah, like, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> you want to just you want to just mail over your contract to Germany, man? We we can do that. Like, <laughs> That's funny thing. I was before we started potting, right? I was on YouTube just watching, you know, like Tucho's first day, like the rest of the videos. I'm looking, I'm like, is that Kinsella? I'm like, why why is he back already? All I see is Muller, Sar, Sane, you know, the rest of the young guys running. I'm like, this guy, man, he's he's up to something. Up to something. <laughs> what would you do, Anthony? What, what would you play the back four? Because I, I feel like Tuchel's gonna play the four, two, three, one. Feel like the board put a chop on his head and said, "You better play it back four. Yeah, that was probably in his uh three sixty deal. Um, you gotta you gotta back forward up, go back to the legacy formation. Um, I don't remember the actual formation he was using at Chelsea, but I see him as adaptable. Uh, say that he, with the tools he has at Bayern, he wouldn't mind playing a back four. And and they perfectly they, they can do that. Davies on the on the left, Cancelo on the right, or Pavard for all you other guys who don't, don't want jig, who don't want jig, jigginess on on the right. That's cool. But uh, I and Moose uh, Jamal Musiala in what as the ten role, the Cam or Mueller. He, he has a lot of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lot of options he can use it with the back four, four, two, three, one type stuff. So, um, I don't see it as a problem. That's probably why he even chose Bayern, knowing that if he had to do that, he had formation ideas ready, like just different like situations to even think about. So, that's it. Just a real quick, as Chelsea boss, he played back three quite often. Yeah, because their back line was way shit. more time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No doubt. Before that, though, at PSG in Dortmund, he used the 4 2 3 1 yeah. as his main formation. Yeah, or the 4 3 3, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, 
I think he'll go back to the four two three one because even at PSG he used to want to switch his tactics, but <laughs> they didn't want to play. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. He took them to their only Champions League finals, so he knows how to do well in cup competitions. The only time he's won the league though was at PSG when he was expected to, because he had the All Star team. So I think this match will be interesting. I'm going with a Bayern 3-1 victory. What are you guys going with? The classic, uh, I am going to shock you all. Yeah, Tom is going to go with his old Chelsea tactics. Like you said, the 4-2-3-1. Um, but I do think it's going to be the Jew show, bro. Um. Also, to add to Thomas's tactics, I think Kimmich is going to not like him because I think he's going to turn Kimmich into um, Jorginho. Um, I think it's like certain – if you look at it, like, like the teams that he had, I think certain players that play on Bayern can play those roles. Um, I don't see Mane getting many minutes later in this se- like next season. Because it seems like he kind of would go for the Chupamon with an old boy uh, type of striker. But like I said, on Saturday, I think it's going to be too early. Um, they're going to look confused when they get a goal on their head. And Jude, it's gonna, they're going to go with the wire. Dortmund finna hit uh, Liverpool and Chelsea and everybody else with the prices going up, motherfucker. <laughs> I think the first <laughs> the first match they played was a draw, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 2-2. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of see. I, I think I, I could see three two, uh, Bayern. That's my. That's my. Uh, I think it's gonna be a, a hot one, but I think it's gonna be a good difference of one goal, and I think it's gonna be Bayern pulling it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go three two as well. Bayern's way. Play this. What you going with, man? It's at home. I must say, you know, Bayern Munich is still reaping the rewards of Pep Guardiola. Because the fact that you guys are able to say you can see Byron playing in a 4-3-3 or a 3-whatever, 4-1, whatever the case may be, you know, it's funny because the Byron DNA is so much. The Byron DNA is 4-3-2-1. So, yeah. But I'm going to go with 3-0, get those bums out of here. You know, a lot of times when people always say Byron's in a crisis, you know, crisis, crisis, we all know what happens. We lay those <laughs> niggas to rest. <laughs> For sure. Now, Marcus, you ready to bless us with that MLS minute? Man, what that theme song? back we back once again mls minute yeah unfortunately we're the only league that still plays goddamn games when it's the international break so yeah i got a, i got two games on the slate for y'all this week because i could not watch some of this trash that the mls was putting out there this week every team was really missing big players but you already know who i watched first off atl versus columbus yeah we missing you already know Mr. Almada, Little Messi, and we was missing our Rolls Royce, Miles. Uh, I mean, uh, Miles Robinson. 
So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know also, Dan, uh, I want to know y'all candidates next week for y'all watch player of the year because it's only five weeks in the MLS season and Brad Guzan might be already ready to take the cake. Hey, man, um, come on, man. Back to the- <laughs> Thought you was going right. to talk about a young prospect. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh, he, he may be worse than Matt Turner with his feet. How you kick the ball to the opponent in the middle of the pitch, bro? Shit is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we got smoked. It was 6-1. Brooks Lennon, only person that goddamn got us on the board. And it was off of Ricochet. Whew. Whew. Man, we got scored on by Arison's little brother, okay? That's how bad the game was. They subbed the man on in the 80th minute. He still came on and scored. It was nasty. Second game was D.C. versus New England. <laughs> hey man, you already know what we got. <laughs> you know, you know the watch that we got, Dan. It's the Benteke watch. Yeah. Play this week. We've been at Rose Barb. Sorry, where is this guy at? Have y'all seen him in the city, man? No, he's not showing face right now. That's good for him. But I know once the sun comes out, he'll be out. Him and Wayne. Well, he's gonna be out this weekend because the boy got. Him. On the board. Shit, I, I cut the game on. He scored. I thought DC was going to come switch it up this week. But this week, they was missing Rooney on the sideline. I don't know why. Maybe he had another uh, court date. See, bro? He's not serious. Chill, man. <laughs> they was missing also a couple of players. They got a couple of foreign players. Uh, they DP was on um international break. Like I said, may, may, major players in the MLS was on international break. Don't know why we're still playing. But, yeah, Benteke got that goal before halftime. I'm thinking D.C. up. Okay. Second half started, and New England came to play. Okay. Um, they got they got them out the way, 2-1. Maybe if D.C. had 10 more minutes, they would have got a goal because they were, they were rushing them. But that's all we got for the games this week. But our main feature this week, like we was talking about in the international break earlier, um, what what what's go? We 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 got a question that who really is this guy Anthony Hudson, the guy that's actually taking over the U.S. job right now while Greg Burhalter is in his I don't know sabbatical. That's what we'll call it. Um, he he actually looks pretty decent. Like I said before, he was a watch dude in uh the MLS. He had Colorado. Homie said he didn't have enough talent. He didn't have enough funds to get players. Kind of a red flag to me right there. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's say the list of things that I feel like the U.S. need to do first is get a sporting director. I mean, I think that's a, the first thing first. Um, you got to get a sporting director before you get a manager. You can't be hiring Henri and then come on the backside trying to get um, trying to get a sporting director. So when that is handled, we got a couple of candidates. Uh, mainly, uh, what is it? Like I said, we got freaking Henri. We got freaking Yogi Low. Uh, we got freaking Jesse March. We got a, a MLS guy, Jim Kirchin. So those guys are like what I'm seeing, like the main guys. Uh, so when we get the first thing handled, we'll go ahead, go to the coach. And actually, I want to uh, cover Anthony Hudson supposedly will coach the team for the Nations League, the remainder, and the Gold Cup. So honestly, bro, this your time to show. Yeah, you put on some type of stage. Um, can I ask a question? Had, go ahead. 
Oh, my fault. My fault, Marcus. Because I wanted to ask everybody this, but it can wait till after you finish. But I just wanted to ask because you brought up a good point about the the MLS not taking a break, and I, I just want to get everybody's feel for that. Like, what, what what does everybody feel about that? Like, I don't know. I think it's kind of wild that the MLS doesn't take international breaks when the rest of the world does. I mean, you know, just to answer your question, they call it soccer. It's called football. I always want to be different. Hey, <laughs> it's a, it's because of the, look at it though. It's everyone else is on a different calendar. That's all it is. So I get it. And you're right. It should try to align because if you want to increase the talent, then you have to make it possible for these players to go on international break without missing crucial games. But that just shows you that they don't feel like their league is <laughs> worthy of having that many international players so we don't need to adjust to the calendar. So it is what it is, but I get it. We know football in America is played during the fall. They don't have mm -hmm. time because we know a lot of these brothers be sharing stadiums. Now they begin, they have more specialized arenas, but still it's like, hey, Saturday when these brothers are playing, can they compete with college football? We talked about the MLS final. Look how they had to move around because of a UCLA football game or US, USA yeah. football game. So it is what it is. And you got anything you want to add? Yeah, I was about to say what Dan said. If <laughs> obviously the MLS ain't rating their players, y'all y'all ain't international Don, so we ain't stopping nothing. You and our league, that means you slight. So <laughs> yeah, just play for this money. Um, but but Wayne Rooney went on international break. Where is he, babe? Hey man, I don't know. Is he is he on international break or is he on, on vacation? I'm trying to look it up right now. I just be speak. I can't find anything. Everything talk about him being a player, last playing for Derby or last coach of Derby. <laughs> yeah, all bunch of stuff. It's a media blackout on Wayne Rooney. That's no, he, he might he might have been in New York with Rashford this week. Uh, you know, Times Square. Not serious. I'm hitting on my man Rashford getting his uh, boogie on in uh, NYC. Yeah, no, I'm more concerned about the coach. The last time I saw Rooney, he was doing the promo for the MLS All-Star game with Kyrian Gibbs, man. So I don't know what's going on. Because <laughs> Gibbs don't even play for Arsenal no more, but he was throwing it up happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to end off the MLS minute, uh, we had – uh, call. I mean, like I said, we had one flip, and we got a potential flip. We did. We had Zadejo from Mexico. He flipped on him. He U.S. citizen, U.S. soccer player. Now. You know how that go. And um, hey Dan, you got that boy out there in that French league, but we had that boy all in Orlando at the Magic game at Disneyland. Hey, hey man, we just trying to. Showing the American way, bro. Belligan? Yes, sir, bro. Yeah, Come on yeah, and get some yeah. goals, bro. You got how many? 13? No, he behind Kylian Mbappe on, on the goals over there. What is it? I think it's 22. Yeah. Hey, man. Come holler at us, bro. Yeah. Come holler at us, too. Arsenal, we ready to sell the boy. Cash shot high. <laughs> hey, man, but that's the MLS minute, man. We out. Thank you, Marcus. I appreciate that. Now, before we go... You know what we got to do, man. Who's in the champagne club of the week for y'all, man? Our champagne goal of the week, excuse me. I'm combining the joints. <laughs> I know this was probably on, uh, on top of a lot of people's lists, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Benjamin Pavard. 
his 50th minute goal against uh obviously it was the winner against uh, Ireland. Uh, but it was a screamer from right outside the box. I think it was in the 50th minute, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for their one nil win uh in the Euro qualifiers. Uh yeah, champagne goal of the week for sure. I dig it. My champagne goal of the week. I'm just sending it to our group chat now. I'm going with my boy. It's a haku. This was for the under 23s, the Black Meteors against Algeria. He scored a chopper from the halfway line. This is like the third time he scored a goal like this for the youth team. This brother, he's one of our star boys. He plays for Sporting Lisbon. Special man, special goal. Hey, man, I'm going to give mine to my boy Carrasco. You, you, the way you ch 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 chopped that German boy up and then froze and put it in that corner, you know I like Yeah, my goal, I'm going to have to go with Saka's goal uh, for England. Uh, I think it was, I want to say Monday or Sunday. Cut in, top curly. It was outside the box. It was beautiful. And then also just might as well go ahead and add in Lukaku's goal today against Germany as well. I dig it. I dig it. Anthony, who you rolling with? I'm going to have to go with the golden boy from Arsenal, man, as well. Uh, like Clayton said, that was a, a screamer from outside the box. I had to, I watched that a couple times and it looked like it was Photoshopped or edited how, <laughs> how the ball just zoomed across the screen. Uh, so, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'll set it off. I'm in the club with my brother, Bukayo Saka, and he has what? In his last 34 appearances for Arsenal in England, he has 16 goals and seven assists. My man is truly the England player of the year. It's amazing to see his development. He's crucial. He ain't just scoring little tap-ins and blowouts. He's scoring equalizers, game winners getting decisive passes. He's in the club with me. I'm also in the club with Ozil and Adebayo, former Arsenal players, just announced their retirement. Come have a brew with me. Salute. Who y'all in the club with? You know, my boy Lukaku, man, ever since he came back from injury, he's been getting some important goals. And just to see him, you know, getting back to his old self, getting in on the goals, you know, we definitely got to toast up and, I'm going to pull up on Ozil, too, man. You know, that's my boy, man. You know, he's he's done a lot in football. So, for sure, I'm going to come post up on my mans. Even though he's not drinking. Yeah, we're going to give him that sparkling cider, man. No worries. Only after dark. Um, chill, I'm bringing... chill, man. Just rub it that, man. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing the Scots in the club and we drinking some type of Scottish ale and we getting busted, man. Andy, let's do it, man. But don't get too drunk. We got to play City on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to bring in uh, Erasmus Hoyland from Denmark. And even though they lost uh, their match against Kazakhstan, which was an, a pretty lit game, believe it or not. Anyway, he scored five goals over two matches uh, for their qualifiers. So, uh, I'm going to bring him in with me. And I'm also kind of to piggyback off what Marcus said, I'm going to give another shout out. And I said it earlier, bringing in all the underdogs from the Euros and the friendlies. I'm bringing it with me as well because uh, they shocked some teams. All right. 
Anthony, who you in the club with, man? Is I know it has to be Aki has to be there with you. He had a brace. <laughs> Actually, dang, I was gonna say two people and he wasn't one of them, but I yeah, he in there too now. Uh, <laughs> hey, and I'm seeing that he's uh being talked about as being one of the top defenders in the Premier League. And he's like, I don't know if that's the case, but <laughs> oh well, he's very yeah. humble. And I'm yeah, telling you, Mr. Yeah. Pivotal. He's next level, y'all. We, we we called it first here. He he's he's that guy. But welcome two people. I gotta go with first. I'm in Club Hospital with Phil Foden. I hope he gets better, man. Ooh, Drinking Club water. Hospital. It's a sick club, man. And I hope, hey, yeah, I hope he's getting better. And on the opposite end, I'm in Club Drugs with my man Kevin De Bruyne. Whoa. He not only scored today in Germ- versus Germany, he assisted two other goals. So he took part in all all scoring. Yes. Lock it down. He's back. Mm. I'm selling it. It's A. The price is up. What'd you say, Marcus? Price mm. is up. Yeah. KDB is back. King oh, Kev. Yeah. Watching that game. Like, he's Wasn't like, that that's your friendly? Hey man, just let my man Kev cook, man. Back. Put him back on a bench. <laughs> next, though, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, so that's it. Man. Hey, I just realized nobody brought Messi to the to the club. Hey man, hey, hold on. Hey, we I'm got not a trying to get got a couple minutes left. You didn't hey, bring hold on, y'all. to the club either. Did he score a thousand goals against Liechtenstein? Hey, man. Yeah, he does that's normal stuff, bro. He, he does that all the time. Prices on messy head. Hey, y'all, I gotta I gotta put this out there. Y'all brought up the last Dan episode with Cletus and Dan talking about Bayern, but we gotta highlight Cletus had to get walked back from saying Pep was the, the top guy at at Bayern, like the top <laughs> manager. Yeah, and no, he no. just said it today. He just said it, y'all. It rewind I, 30 minutes ago if, after this. He recording. said they're still playing football, man. I huh? said it, bro. Bayern, Bayern is still reaping the benefits of, you know, Pep as a coach. Like, he, he bro, he did it. He unlocked niggas' mindset. Niggas look and read the game different. But you hate him, though. Why? I do. Because he fumbled. Yeah, hmm. he did. He did. Okay, all right. Many times. All right. Does it? Does How it many suck? times? Does it suck having having uh, that memory in your head, but still having to acknowledge the great things that he's done for you? I mean, I have to. I mean, you know, I'm when it comes to the sport. You know, as much as I have my opinions, you know, I, I'm honest when it's, it needs it needs to be. And Pep's imprint on Bayern Munich is what has brought them this far in the you know. Within the last couple of years, like Uli Hernandez and Roman has always said it, like, yes, you know, Pep didn't win us the Champions League, which is sad, but like what he's brought to the team, you know, the way we think about football, the way we recruit players, our diet system, you know, in large, we we do think. Oh, your diet system? That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, niggas. But you hate the man. But you yeah, love that to hire Tuchel, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's sad, but you know, they've always had a, a love for Tuchel, which I've never understood. He's and German, they man. Yeah, but they brought yeah. him in under the worst circumstances. But we'll see on Saturday. We definitely will see, and y'all stay blessed out there. Champagne soccer will definitely be back. We might even do a special edition of The Last Dan after Dirk Classicer when me and Claytis are lit. Who knows, man? Might be live at the bar. Who knows what will happen? Y'all should do a vlog. Y'all should do a vlogcast. You're right. You're right, E-Money Bags. I'm going to bring out my trap phone, and we're going to record on that. (laughs) My trap phone.
<laughs> y'all stay blessed out there. We highlight y'all next week. Peace. Keep the pinkies up.